Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Hi and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm your co-host, Jeannie Rice, along with Dr. Tim Hayes. We welcome you to the show. Today is, I'm not sure, February the 3rd, Wednesday, February the 3rd, 2016. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. And today is the third day of our intensive program, and everything is just rocking right along. If you saw Michael's uh, Facebook post, you saw that Miss Gail was actually leading a worksheet, a wake-up sheet class this morning, and that's awesome. So welcome, Michael. Thank you, dear heart. And yeah, it is awesome. Uh, Gail just picked up, and people are asking questions about worksheets. Gail did uh, teacher's training last year. And uh, so she just picked up and went right into a worksheet class. Actually, we uh, preempted our uh, our regular class for worksheets. We haven't even done the Y workshop yet, and uh, people are on it doing worksheets together. So that's uh, that's pretty awesome, and it's uh, it's amazing with this group. Already, we're at levels of understanding that are usually day eight or ten or twelve in an intensive with the the level of comprehension of the principles and the uh, the material. And even folks who are brand new to the work, a few folks that are just, you know, introduced to the work are just right there with it. And processing, uh, just rocking. So it's pretty exciting. And uh, we are appreciative of everybody that's there and, and everybody that's out in the uh, the world, especially folks who listen to the radio show who are holding the space for us. That's a, a big contribution. I look at the the level of understanding and energy moving and go back 25 years ago in intensive, and it would take us two weeks to get to this place. So critical mass is happening. Things are just advancing so rapidly and so powerfully, the levels of understanding, the levels of learning. And so we are honored and uh, and blessed to have the tools that we have and to have you joining us in bring those tools forward. If you notice a little bit of background noise today, we're actually with the uh, preempting of our class with uh, Gail's worksheet, uh, wake-up sheet uh, class. We uh, went out and took the opportunity to do a little more food shopping for things that we need for people in residence here in Orlando. Beautiful sunny day. Let's see, it's 82 degrees. So, so we'll send some heat in the way of those who are up in the uh, distant Northlands. I talked to my daughter this morning and. Uh, my granddaughter is just turned just turned four in December, and uh, you know my roots are Canada. I'm originally from Southern Ontario, Canada, and Krista called me this morning to let me know that uh, my granddaughter has just all of a sudden discovered Canada and fallen in love with it, and she's ready to move out and go to Canada. 
<laughs> so it's kind of uh, kind of interesting that she's got that kind of draw with uh, Canadian roots. It's just fun to watch. And uh, of course, the uh, the work we're doing, and uh, it's interesting the uh, the theme of this intensive. And we've got uh, a total of uh, ten participants. We've got a full house, and of ten participants, nine of them have. Uh, the same either number one or number two challenges. The theme of this particular workshop is love of self, and kind of uh, of interesting to watch when we got to we're doing evaluations at this point for people who've done an intensive where we're going over people's evaluations, and when we got to the piece about love of self, that turned into about a two-hour process, just talking about how to rectify this standing as a space of love for self. And one person in the intensive ended up uh, in bed with uh, a lot of energy moving in his body. And so somebody made the comment of, I mean it when I say we're not going to start class without everybody there because uh, the whole class went up to his bedroom and we were right there holding the space as he was going through some heart stuff and opening the space for uh, for healing issues of the heart and love of self, uh, it's amazing. The the topic really moved in the direction of uh, of sexual abuse and how that damages the ability to look at self as love. The kind of issues involved in that and the uh, the common thread uh, for so many people is that issue of having been sexually abused and yet it's kept so quiet in the culture. It's you know it's just suppressed and shut down and yet I'd offer and you know this is this is such a big issue on the planet and I don't know about other countries I haven't done the kind of intensive work in other countries I've done here for the last 45 going on 50 years but my take is that probably at least 70% of both males and females have been sexually abused and the energetic damage that that does and then the, the the anger, the rage, the terror, the pain about it that is just thrown on the abuser and the abused. So many people end up with self-deprecation and it's my fault. I was four years old and that happened to me and there was something wrong with me and I'm bad. and you know All the crazy things that go on, the conclusions that people come to. So powerful to uh, to hold the space for all of that healing and uh, for the energy and the emotions that run people to surface in the presence of a whole room full of people who are just right there holding the space for each other. And, you know, for those who haven't done an intensive yet or maybe heard the conversation about what is it that causes healing, my offering is that what I've observed over the last almost 50 years is that, by the way, I did start doing this work when I was four, if you're wondering how long I've been on the planet. And uh, so uh, the bottom line of healing, I mean, real healing, not treatment, not managing symptoms, not managing diseases, not you know that game, but rather the real healing process happens. And I've seen every kind of disorder you can imagine shift in minutes when one is able to access that which they have not felt safe in their own skin, in their own families, their own homes to access. One of the uh, key components of the intensive is that of creating a safe space. And in that safe space, being able to access things that otherwise one has deemed unsafe to look at, unsafe to deal with. And being in a space where everybody's ready to deal with everything and open everything up, it's just such a powerful gift. And I appreciate the gift that everyone in this intensive is giving to every other participant. As individually and together, there's a willingness to look at the energetic insults and assaults that have happened and the conclusions we came to about ourselves and others and to apply forgiveness to those things. And those who 
have not engaged in the first century Aramaic forgiveness process yet to recognize that forgiveness has nothing to do with what this culture teaches as forgiveness. You'll notice that we live in a culture that tells us if we're in pain, there's somebody out there that we should let off the hook for it, which of course leaves us living in a world where we think of ourselves as innocent victims. And when one thinks of oneself as an innocent victim, then the part of them which with which they create victimhood, they have to hide from themselves. And hiding from oneself over and over and over again, judging others out of the content of our own minds leads to a life filled with such trauma and such turmoil that it's unbelievable. And to watch as individuals pick up the tools, clean up their own lives, and then offer support to others is just fabulous. You know, Gail, who who kind of shepherded us through the 12-step conversation we had a couple of weeks ago is the one who's who today picked up and uh, and did a worksheet class with everyone and everybody in the group was right there in the worksheet process it's just amazing and powerful and then to watch and I don't know whether um, Suzanne might be out there but I talked to her yesterday and she had some powerful things going on in her laws of living class and people that she's working with over the phone and just you know there's so many people who are taking the tools and going, this is my work to do. And and if what we're talking about is your work to do, if there's an affinity you have for this work, then we invite you to begin at whatever level you're at and not only do your own work, but support and assist others in processing through. And And, and our definition of processing in this work is the capacity to hold love conscious, active, and present when something less than love comes up. Most people, when their hate comes up, they fall into hatred. Their vengeance comes up, they fall into vengeance. Their terror comes up and they fall into terror. But when we can remember who we are, you know, and, and who are we really? If you hold a newborn child, you know exactly who you really are. And if you're not functioning as that sweet, awesome presence of love, then there's work to be done, that's all. And the work is that, of processing, of of learning to stand in that space as that space of active love and to apply forgiveness, the removal tool, to everything that is less than love. And as we do that, then things shift and move in ways that are not believable to the normal mind. And so pretty cool to be part of it. Much appreciation to everyone involved, and Jeannie tells me we've got Dr. Tim today. How do you be, sir? I'm doing better, thank you. I had quite the healing process going on for the past couple days, and uh, I had helped my mother through um, all kinds of gastrointestinal distress on Sunday and Monday, and then uh, Monday night it was my turn. Ah. I had more of the uh, eliminative channels opening up than I have in quite a while, all the way through Monday night and all the way through yesterday. And and as I'm here now, I'm uh, 24 hours away from fever and, and uh, elimination that is not normal. So I'm back at the office and um, glad to hear the intensive is moving along well. I sent messages out to people that I would not be there for the Tuesday evening mind shifters group and uh, I heard this morning that some people met anyway and uh, had a good process and then had their usual after the group meeting and so that that group has its own energy its own life awesome awesome well we certainly hold the space for mom to be uh feeling better and moving forward and uh, delighted to hear that uh, you've hit a uh, you must have hit a new level of vitality to clear out whatever layer you're clearing out and that's always uh, you know much as the world calls it I'm sick is um, if we're on track and doing the right things what people call sickness isn't sickness it's healing in process and of course one of the reasons why real healing isn't very popular is people don't want to deal with those symptoms oh no just just give me a pill so I can stuff this back in. I don't want to deal with this. So appreciate your willingness to open the space and uh, 
built. It took me years to really understand the process and to realize that each time I went through one of those processes, I would come out the other side clearer, stronger, younger, and more empowered, a clearer mind, and uh, a more in-depth understanding of the tools. So it's uh, it's a it's a joy to hear that you're going through that level and that layer. Although it's not Doctor Feelgood, well, it's ha- it happens. It's uh, it's powerful to uh, to have it occur. So delighted and honored. Well, that's. That's all I have uh, to report. I did listen to the show uh, from yesterday, and it was quite informative, and I'm glad to be able to be here live again. So are we. So are we. And Jeannie says we've got a hand up, so let's uh, give a listen to our caller. Area code 828, you are on the air. Give us a name. Where are you calling from? This is Terry from Asheville. Hey there, sir. How do you be? Great. Uh, good to hear awesome. you guys. What's exciting in your world? What's happening? Well, I was listening to Tim. I just was able to get on here and listen to Tim. I was thinking that today is uh, Recovery Wednesday, right? Or my day off? Yes. We, gee, it is Wednesday already, isn't it? I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I had missed it. So great. Thank you for bringing it up. We were so focused on the intensive. It, uh it slid past me. So, give us some um, some feedback and input on uh, your experience of recovery and how the tools fit with the process. Well, as I was just listening to Dr. Kim talk about his feeling crisis, and uh, I was reflecting on uh, what's shared in the twelve step uh, programs as the pink cloud, and uh, uh, when the guys come in, or guys and girls, the women, the folks come in and. Uh, they hit the, get into the recovery at some point. They kind of hit this plateau of vitality and energy, and you know, and, they, and it's called the pink cloud. Where you're seeing the world through rose-colored glasses, and, and it's kind of a, it, it, you know, it, it, knowing what I know now, it's a little, it could be expanded on and explained in a little bit more positive manner. Because it, it seems just the inclination to uh, refer to the pink cloud as something that's uh, not natural or real or it's just a very temporary thing. So watch out, because uh, you'll come when you come off of that pink cloud is when people are likely to relapse. So I explained to the guys that I sponsor directly that the pink cloud is that you've stepped into doing your work, you've uh, uh, made commitments and kept commitments and agreements by going to a meeting each day and not using, and uh, you begin to do your personal work through the step process. And you've connected with people at a higher vitality, so your vitality goes up. And uh, what we think is uh, our, our label is the pink cloud. It's, a, it's an opening and an expression of that vitality that you have within yourself, and it carries you to the next level uh, where you're ready to do that next next layer of work. And that's when, uh, especially for the newcomers, they'll say, oh, well, this stuff really doesn't work. Uh, look where I'm at now, uh, what's the point, what's the use, and uh, uh, I'm just going to go back and use it again. So they're, they're filling their next layer of stuff. So educating and, and, and helping them to understand this, this process, uh, I think, can be key uh, uh, and instrumental and also very supportive in uh, allowing them to move into and to continue to move into the work and to become uh, used to these cycles, and I used to use the uh, analogy of the super ball. So, look, you've been you've been experiencing these super highs and these super lows. You slam yourself up on these uh, real powerful drugs, narcotics, amphetamines, whatever, and then you crash and you slam down and you bounce back up. So, when you when you get off of that stuff, there's still going to be a residual. It's like once you slam that super ball, you know, it takes a while for it to get back down to the you know, manageable mouth that still bounces real high and slays even though the initial force that launched that super ball uh, is no longer there. The residual of the bouncing continues, and it's the same thing with the drug abuse, uh, the, uh, whatever that, and I use drug in the broader term to include shopping, work, sex, you know, whatever comes up, sugar, you name it. You know, and, and the narcotics, of course, is, is included in that and the alcohol. 
there's no distinguishing between that. Some of them are just a little more socially acceptable than others. But you're still going to experience that residual bouncing, and it takes a while for you to uh, kind of start to level off. But in, in, in my uh, experience up to, uh, up to 30 years now, and, and 14 of it with you, Michael, is that this is, there's, just, there's an infinite opportunity, and my acceptance is, is that as long as I'm in this human form functioning on this three-dimensional level, there's going to be another layer of work to do. That's the way it is. And so I've uh, uh, developed the ability to uh, blow with that and to ride with that as opposed to resist it, and life becomes a lot, a lot better and a lot uh, uh, more pleasant because of the fact that we do have the tools and we understand the process like Dr. Kim was just describing as being a natural uh, natural flow of, of the development as opposed to something to fight, resist, alter, or change. So I kind of lost into a long dialogue about that. So I'm going to open up. And what I think would be really good to hear um, as far as from the recovery aspect and, and people who are learn building the brain cells around us is to distinguish between the healing process and, process and the disease process and what those four signs are, which uh, Susan and I were talking about, and she reminded me of uh, one of those signs, of the four signs that she had talked to you about that, and, and it helped me to move move back into another round of healing myself. Perfect. Well, you know, I've, so there I am. I've heard you speak about the pink cloud idea before, but uh, didn't didn't really have the brain cells for it, so so now that I link it with, you know, here's somebody at their new level of vitality and, you know, everything, they're high, everything is wonderful, everything is great. Yeah. Uh, and I just worked through the last heavy layer, so it's now out of sight and I'm feeling cool. But then mm-hmm. to, uh, to recognize that in that new level of vitality, I'm able to start to dig up another layer of energy that doesn't belong in my structure. And and I don't know if you can put yourself on mute, but there's a lot of noise in the background if your microphone's moving around. Oh, sorry. Lot, yeah, yeah just this, mute this there. headset's real simple. Okay. So when you hit that new level of vitality, you know, and I use the example of let's imagine we've got a vitality meter that goes from 1 to 10, and I'm at a level 5 vitality with a level 7 toxicity in me. I, at a level five vitality, the body mind unit has a built-in suppress mechanism. It's not going to allow me to see that level seven toxicity. If literally, if I were at a level five vitality and I were to break up a level seven toxicity, the detoxification of that could literally kill me. So, you know, it, it's not going to happen. The body mind unit is going to protect itself against that. But when I'm doing my work and I free myself of the baggage and the loads and I build myself to that level 7.5 vitality, then the body mind unit says, you know, it's, I get up in the morning and it's like, man, I haven't felt this good in 20 years. This is so cool. How awesome is this? And the body mind unit says, yeah, remember that level 7 toxicity we took in 20 years ago that we couldn't handle? Well, we can handle it now and it breaks loose. And as it breaks loose, uh, the old symptoms, old locked-in emotions begin to move. And because when we went into a lockdown mode, we locked into tissue or into crystals that we were forming. You know, if you look at, for instance, uh, arthritis, many people go, well, you know, you get older, you just get arthritis. That's a natural part of the process. It's not a natural part of the process of aging. That's a fraud. It's a natural part of the process of hiding things from ourselves and creating crystals, which is what the calcium deposits are that become arthritic. And when you become vital enough to literally melt those crystals and take out of the structure what was in hiding, part of what's hidden in those crystals, part of what's hidden in the tissue, is the drug that was used to weaken us enough to press it in the first place. And so when I become vital enough and that starts to break up, and I think this is the reason, as you were talking about, you know, that's when people fall off the wagon and uh, and start to use again, is because literally the energetic memory and patterns of the drug used 20 years ago to shut it down 
are locked in the crystals, when the crystals reliquify, there's the energy of the drug, whatever it was. And so the attraction to that is just right in my face. And if one, to me, for one who's going through recovery, is aware of that, when they hit the pink cloud, when they hit that new level of vitality, man, I'm feeling great, I'm feeling high, and then things break loose, and all of a sudden there's the desire to use again because when things break loose, there's a drop. I went from this high into the pit of whatever it is that I needed to process and work through, and right there with what's in the pit inside of me, is the energy or perhaps even actual literal molecules of the drug. I know I learned this one oh, back about 20 years ago. I shared a house with a little Italian lady uh, when I first moved to Fort Lauderdale. Actually, it's longer than that. It's 30 years ago. And uh, she had been a smoker. And she hadn't smoked for about 10 years. And she had her office in the house. And one day she, she came back to my room and said, Michael, are you smoking? It's like, are you kidding me? Smoking? You, you've got to be crazy. And so we went looking, and sure enough, her, uh, the whole area of her office smells like smoke. It's like, what's going on here? And we looked. There's nobody outside. You know, she's got jealousy windows, so maybe smoke's coming in through them. No, nothing. And finally, she sniffs her hand and her arm, and her whole body smells like smoke. She's letting go of that energy that she hasn't touched. She hasn't touched a cigarette in 10 years. But here's her body letting go and her whole office filled up with the smell of smoke. So literally we hold that drug and one of the ways of telling them in a healing process is I hit the new level of vitality, then I drop into the pit and I have this desire for and can't think about anything else but the drug that I used 20 years ago because my body's releasing it. If I'm aware of that, I go, oh, okay, this is just the release process rather than getting lost in it. Worked with a woman a couple of years ago who's a natural healer, very much into diet and healthy eating and healthy living. And uh, she was really, for about two years, she was deep into doing worksheets, like daily. And she called me one day and she's just like, Michael, I, 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 I don't believe myself, but I just can't stop eating ice cream. And I don't eat ice cream. I don't do cow pus and dairy and, you know. And so I asked, well, let me see now. What are you dealing with? Well, I'm dealing with my worksheets right now around issues with my dad. Okay, so then were there ever events where with dad you did ice cream? It's like, oh, yeah, every time dad would become abusive and, you know, create trauma in the family, his way of making up for it was to take us all out for ice cream. So here she is going into, you know, literally stuff. You know, this woman's in her late 40s. So she's going into stuff that's back around five, six, seven years of age with dad. And she hasn't touched ice cream in probably 30 years being a healthcare practitioner, like really about health. And she can't stop eating it. And it was interesting. She actually... Uh, was in Mexico recently and went into, you know, was in the ocean and ended up getting some kind of infestation of something. And we met with her just a few weeks ago, and as we're talking about it, she was telling me how, you know, before that happened, she was just so high, you know, that she was in Mexico and the food was good and she was getting good local organic food and, and she was right by the ocean. It was just awesome. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, so then what you're telling me is this, thing that you thought you got in the ocean, this organism is really your healing process because you were at that new level of vitality. And by the way, notice you were going back to ice cream again. <laughs> so, you know, just becoming conscious of that to me would save the majority of people who would fall off the wagon in that healing process because they're so low, because they're in touch with old pain and because the structure is releasing the drug, there's the call for the drug. Just to understand that, to me, is a huge piece of the puzzle. And so coming off the pink cloud, coming off the new high and new level of vitality, any kind of physical symptom you've ever had and low energy is going to occur, any kind of confusion or negative thought that's ever happened is going to occur, and depression and uh, negative feelings are what the healing process looks like. And Healing isn't Dr. Feelgood, which is why it's not very powerful. Most people would rather just drug themselves. And so that's one of the reasons why in the intensives we do all live 
fresh and raw food. And in doing so, there isn't an option for a drug because we don't have a bit of junk in the house. It's all high vitality, high energy food. And what happens is when you hit the new level of vitality and you drop into the pit, and instead of going out and eating some junk, drugging yourself to keep things suppressed, you take another you know, mouthful of a high vitality, high enzyme, highly mineralized food, and it enhances the ability to process those things, and you move through the deeper layers faster and faster and faster. And so, good uh, good uh, intro to uh, to the whole idea of this healing process, and and the fact that it's it's just part of going through it. And I can remember how I came up with the uh, the first question to ask yourself. This is about 35 years ago. I was doing a workshop in Miami. And we had a group of about 200 people, and the energy was just rocking. And after the uh, weekend was over, the hotel or the um, the uh, facility that sponsored the workshop had gotten me a hotel for the weekend. Even though I lived in Fort Lauderdale, it was less than an hour away. So I finished the workshop, and what I did, I went to uh, back to the hotel. And I went into major, as Dr. Tim was just sharing, a major healing process, major healing crisis. Or we could call it a major purification. And, you know, I mean, both ends open, and I'm in the middle of confusion, and and it's like, what's going on? I've been doing the right things. And that's when it struck me, okay, I've been through this many times. I'm doing the right things and what I'm doing is going into a detox, a cleanse. And then going into that cleanse, I'm getting to look at a new layer of what I need to look at and deal with. And as I work through it, I notice that I come to another level of vitality. On the other side, I need less sleep. I need, I don't have an, uh, an attraction to coffee or sugar or what have you. There's less and less attraction to the drugs as each layer is cleared out. So it's... Uh, it's powerful to understand and I think really urgent, especially for those who are in uh, recovery, to uh, to understand that process. And, of course, isn't it nice when we've got a little help from our friends? As you said, uh, Suzanne reminded you, oh, yeah, hey, look, look what's happening. And so just, you know, support is so important. Any other thoughts for you, Terry? Or Dr. Tim, having just been through a major purification? Well, I I would add that knowing this process and living as though it's true has really helped me move through things a lot more quickly than, you know, uh, in the past. I would do all of the uh, over-the-counter prescriptions and then go to the doctor and get the antibiotics and do all of that. And, um, you know, if there was uh, loosening at both ends, there'd be a medication to stop that up. And and I all I can say about it is that when I just relax into it, let myself lay down and, you know, sip good, clean water and and Take just care let the process unfold and, and, you know, tap and breathe and say some prayers and know it's going to be over when it needs to be over, it moves faster. But that, nothing like that cosmic grease of willingness. And I'm willing to go through, you know, the statement on the on the worksheet, I'm, the breakup sheet, I'm willing to go through the symptoms of healing, physical, mental, and emotional. And the uh, I know that I, I can see in the early days when I didn't understand how sometimes something like this might stretch on for days or even weeks, and now can go through even deeper processes in a matter of a day or two now with kind of willingness and awareness and, and knowing how to open the eliminative channels rather than trying to stuff them back closed, which is what most people try to do. They're never going to find a cure for the common cold because the common cold is a healing process. It's a body vital enough to work through what it needs to work through. And so, you know, a little lemon water and cayenne pepper to help open the eliminative channels, break up mucus deposits, and 
let it move as opposed to let's see if we can stuff it all back in. Just uh, it means that I'm not going to have to deal with that. You know, the person who stuffs it all back in, you know, the cold becomes the flu, the flu becomes, you know, asthma or, you know, something more severe and lung disorders as opposed to, oh, my lungs want to let go of some things. Let me be with it. Let me let, let them loose. Let, let me do some cayenne pepper and fresh lemon water. You know, it's interesting. A lemon is is a fruit that uh, seems to be nature's natural detoxifier. The atomic structure of most uh, fruits and vegetables, the atoms rotate to the right, and the lemon is different. It's what they call laval rotary. The, ball, the, the atomic structure actually rotates to the left, and it kind of seems to be like nature's rotor It goes in and and uh, starts them moving, and so... It's uh, it's awesome to know that in cayenne pepper, where mucus deposits are sometimes hard to break up, cayenne pepper, in as hot as you can take it, tends to break up that mucus, tends to literally burn the mucoprotein bonds that allow it to open and move more easily, flow more easily, and uh, move through the eliminative channels. So taking care of oneself, a hot bath, and in, of course, clean water, not, not regular tap water, but filtered, and one gets to... Uh, to move through things much more easily. And Jeannie tells me that Gail is on with us. So, Gail, I, I was just so much fun and so awesome this morning Hi. to watch <laughs> you with that whole group out there, and everybody was just right with you on the worksheet. And uh, so we decided to preempt and get a couple of errands done. We needed some more food and things, so Jeannie and I ran out to do that. But uh, that was awesome to watch. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It was an honor and a privilege to do that. And the other thing, too, is how it came together. It wasn't something that I planned. It started with a, a question from male Pat, because we have two Matt, Pats here. We have a male and a female. And right. he was asking about the assignment, and he had some confusion and didn't understand how to do the worksheet and or the wake-up sheet. And so we started talking and having a conversation, and then he invited Lori to the table and she got involved and it just grew to where we had almost everybody there except for you and Ari and, and Jeannie and and um so we went we did a worksheet on you actually. Oh me? No, nobody Yes, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> so we all agreed to do it on you. And um <laughs> it was it was great. Because we have all these different influences. We have Mary here. She was from Dr. Tim's group. So there were certain things that she wanted to do. Um, the step six is she, what she wanted to do. And then female Pat is from Bill Constantino's group. And so she had Bill Constantino's influences on different steps in the process. And, of course, Julie from Ashland, Oregon had brought Julie Haverstick's influences on to how to do it. So those four components, my influences and how I did it, and then the the three other ladies bringing their input to it to bring all the newcomers into um, doing the process, it was amazing. And, and I'm honored and privileged to have that opportunity. So you literally had the whole country involved. You had from Ashland, Oregon, to Theodosia, Missouri, to... Uh to Chicago <laughs> at it all. That's very cool. There you go. So I, I wanted to uh, honor those those influences and and the um and how it came together because it wasn't just me. Cool. And I cool. appreciate well, was, very much what Terry had to say about um the healing crisis. That's exactly where I'm at. And I wanted to thank Terry last week I wasn't in my my 12-step zone when I was asked to speak last week because I was focusing on my grandson and trying to listen to the show at the same time. And I caught myself saying trying, so we could discuss that later. But (laughs) (laughs) Terry just jumped in there and and finished off last week's show with that last nine minutes with a bang. And I, I appreciated the his contribution as well. And I also appreciate how he, um, the reason why I'm on the show is because it's addiction Wednesday and, um, was seeing if I had anything to contribute to this. And I appreciate how he 
you know, herded that back to talking about healing crisis. And I, I very much appreciate the, the pink cloud correlation to the, the vitality that that's perfect. And that has most definitely been a part of my process on the way down here. I think I went into healing crisis nine days into process before I even got here and moved a huge layer 50 miles north of the Vadosta Val of the um anyway that big V city um I moved a huge layer as well so it's always good to talk about healing crisis and the difference between healing crisis and and actual illness and what to do to being opened and eliminate what needs to be eliminated and instead of trying to go to the store and get something over the counter to to stop it. Right. Yeah, and, and to recognize that, you know, we, we live in a culture that programs us, literally brainwashes us into thinking that disease is inevitable and it's natural and everybody has to do it. And my offering is, that, no, right right from your DNA. You know, when the DNA starts to divide into cells and, and open it up, you know, when there are errors in the transcription of the DNA, there's a there's an enzyme that corrects those errors. We're, we're, we're designed for self-correction. We're designed for self-healing. And, you know, to a great degree, sadly, because it's a big money business to uh, to treat diseases rather than provide healing support, uh, a lot of people have just gone, oh, well, I guess I'm supposed to be diseased. Well, I'm I'm getting older, you know, this is supposed to fall apart. That's not supposed to work well. And, you know, in fact, there's a, there's kind of a joke story that goes around about the, you know, the old guy who uh, he's got all these, um, you know, things wrong with him because he's old. And, and my offering is that nobody has anything wrong with them because they're old. You know, there isn't a cell in your body that's over seven years of age. Depending on whose numbers you take, it may be as little as a year. And so we're not designed for disease. We're not designed to die. We do that to ourselves. And when we start to shift what it is that we're doing in our worlds, and we start to understand the process, and especially what healing looks like, and we cooperate with it, healing happens because it's natural, it's normal, and this structure is designed to correct and heal itself, which is, to me, pretty awesome to understand and to cooperate with. And, and we have to change a, uh, a very long line of thinking of disease as the way it is and inevitable. Disease is only inevitable if we engage in disease energy. So when you look at the body as an energy system, there are two qualities of energy relative to this form, to this body. And one of them is integrative, the other is disintegrative. When we engage in disintegrative dis- energies, we start to disintegrate. Disease sets in. We can stop that. We can understand what energies are integrated, which ones aren't. The number one integrative energy, if you hold a newborn child, you see what brought this new life together, and it was this awesome, sweet, active presence of love. We're designed to stay plugged into that 24-7-365. But the culture puts its thumbprints of hostility and rage and guilt and grief and pain and fear on us, and then, because those energies degrade tissue, and when tissue starts to fall apart and degrade, when it starts to rot, then there are organisms that, that give, are given rise to that are designed to eat the decaying tissue. And we've come to think of as the organism is the cause of the disease, and we've come to accept poisons as a way to get rid of the organisms that don't belong there, never looking at, never dealing with cause. When we start to look at cause, when we start to go, oh, why is this cell decaying? Well, it's filled with hate. It's filled with fear. It's filled with sadness. It's filled with self-deprecation. And we recognize that those energies create deterioration in the cell. And where there's deterioration, I like to use the example of, you know, imagine we've got a a 10-acre field out here. I'm actually sitting. Jeannie just ran into a store to get some uh, vinegar for, uh, for salad dressings and but I'm sitting here and there's this huge big field. So imagine we've got 10 acres of nice green grass out here 
and and I go out and it's you know ninety eight point six degrees body temperature, and I put a, a a rope around one square foot of the grass on one corner, and then I walk a couple of acres over to the other side, and I put a rope around it, and then I count how many uh, creepy crawly things are, how many bugs, how many buzzards, fleas, flies, whatever, in one square foot on one corner of the ten acres, and one square foot on the other corner of the ten acres. And probably the count's going to be pretty much the same. And if I put a dead rabbit on one corner and leave it there for a couple of days and come back, and I do a count again on each of those square foot areas on that 10 acres, one of those square, one foot square areas is going to have an elevated count of bacteria, viruses, bugs, and buzzards. But Anybody who thinks that killing off the bacteria, the virus, the bugs, and the buzzards is going to bring the tissue back to life is sadly mistaken. It's the decaying tissue that gives rise to the bugs and the buzzards. Now, that's the same on the outside world as it is on the inside world. If we put energies, frequencies, literally, that don't belong in the cell, thoughts and feelings based on self-hatred or hatred of others, rage, guilt, grief, and fear, then what happens is we begin the decay of the tissue. And the way the creation set up is there are things called reducer organisms. You know, why is it that if I put that dead rabbit on that square foot of the, uh, the lawn over there, if I come back in four or five days, it's going to be pretty much gone because they're reducer organisms. They're designed to reduce the quantity of decaying matter on the planet. They're designed to digest it. They are help, are useful. They are wonderful organisms to have. They are not the problem in anybody's life. There are people who live in fear of them. Oh, there are, I've, I've heard people say, I've heard doctors say, oh, yeah, you know, you've got those bugs out there, and they're always trying to get you. They're always trying to get you. They're always after you. It's like, no, they're not. They're no different than the lion or the wolf in the wild. They reduce their organisms. The lion goes after the weak and the dying in the herd. The wolf, the wolf pack, chases down and cleans up the things that are decaying, the things that are in the process of dying. In the external world, we understand that with the wolf or the lion and different predatory animals. But we've failed to understand that it's the same process inside of us. Those reducer organisms only multiply if you feed them. And the way to feed them is live a life where fly, which is love, that you give up your human life for rage and guilt and grief and pain and drama and trauma. And if you give up your life to those things, then your cells will begin to decay. And when they begin to decay, the reduced organisms multiply because they've got a food supply. Feed anything and they multiply. Take away their food supply and they die. You don't have to kill them. Now, that doesn't mean don't ever use a drug to kill them off if they've become overabundant in your structure. That can be helpful. But make sure that if you kill them off, that the organisms that are useful to you that were killed off by the same poisons are replaced and enhanced and supportive. And then start to deal with the cause of the decay in the cell rather than tell everybody, oh, well, decay is just normal. It's not normal. Disintegrative energies create that decay. And the organisms that multiply on the food supply are just helpful cleanup crew. There's nothing out there to attack us. Unless we live in a world of attack. The energy of attacking me, then I set myself up for attack. And so the, the, the overall philosophy and understanding of how this human organism works becomes an important part in the healing process. And your cells, your DNA is designed to repair itself from the get-go. It is designed to heal you and keep you whole. You have to keep assaulting it with energies that don't belong in order for death to occur. And so Understanding that forgiveness is the key to removing those things that create decay, it becomes a whole different project and a whole different process as you step into really, truly healing and living 
in every circumstance, no matter what anybody's doing, as the awesome active presence of love and being responsible when something less than love comes up in oneself. It's just amazing. So, Terry, are you still with us, sir? Have you got any other thoughts in that regard? If you're there, Terry, and you've got your mute button on, we can't hear you. Otherwise, uh, Gail, any other thoughts? Dr. Tim, anything else to share? We're down to just the last... I, uh, I do have other thoughts of, oh, of um, the perfect way to correlate um, the, the cause and effect to 12, the 12-step process that you talked about. Um, the cause and effect is encapsulated perfectly in the serenity prayer, and also it's perfectly encapsulated in the first step. And we had a mini conversation about this um, in Theodosa during Laws of Living, but um, the things that we ask for in, in the serenity prayer is, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And for me, what that says is that what, what I need to accept are the effects. I need to accept what I've already manifested and I need to look at those, um, that what I've uh, manifested, at kind of looking at arrows that have been shot already um, and, and studying the arrows to see what effects I brought in. And then right. the courage to change the things I can is to change the cause instead of changing effects for effects. So right. um, changing the cause for me is, is to look at my thinking and, and looking at my belief system and having those changed through either um, working the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous or doing the Aramaic forgiveness process. So when I change my thinking, I'm changing my feelings. And when I'm changing my feelings, I don't have to drink over how I'm feeling. Right, and I can manifest right. something different. Um, the wisdom to know the difference for me is looking at making sure I'm not changing effects for effects. Um, changing a new relationship, doing, doing, doing um, the geographical cure, um, and what we do in Alcoholics Anonymous, we read this thing called um, uh, More About Alcoholism, which talks about how we change effects for effects, which is changing scotch for brandy, drinking only natural right. wines, taking exercise, <laughs> not taking exercise, swearing off with or without a solemn oath, you know, doing all those things to try to change the effect in, instead of going for cause. So I am so grateful that you mentioned that. Um, and in the first step, um, admitting that we're powerless over alcohol is, is 10%. It's a symptom of a much greater problem. Um, alcohol is the effect. And then um, that our lives have become unmanageable is about looking at our thinking, acknowledging our thinking, and once again, you know, if we look at our thinking we're gonna and, and change our thinking, we're gonna change our feelings and then we're not gonna necessarily have to drink again because our feelings are changing. And so um there's a correlation between the serenity prayer and the first step. Um, you know, whatever I need to accept is whatever I'm powerless over, whatever I need um whatever I, I need to have the courage to change is whatever is right. unmanageable in my life. Right. And many, so many I, I wanted to throw that in. Right. Cool. It's good. Right on track. And many people will say, well, but what's my thinking got to do with the diseases in my cells? I mean, that's ridiculous. Everybody knows that the mind is different than the body, doesn't have anything to do with it. Well, excuse me. Everybody who knows that has not been looking at the research. Everybody who thinks they understand that is insane. And if you look at the latest research, what they're showing out of Brain Bio Institute and National Mental Institute of Health is that when you think a thought, that thought literally turns into a molecule. And the molecule, it's called a neuropeptide, circulates around in your structure until it finds a cell with a receptor site that matches. And it lands on the receptor site, inserting itself in the cell. And what we see when we look from the inside of the cell that inserted energy pattern we call chemistry. So it changes, literally, the neuropeptide, the thought, changes the literal so-called physical chemistry of the cell. 
And if the chemistry of the cell is degraded, and it will be degraded by hate, fear, anger, rage, guilt, trauma, and trauma, and they are all the things that I can change, I can change my thinking, unless, of course, I live in denial. One of the key steps in the whole 12-step program is denial. And what is denial? Well, you're the one who made me feel angry. You're the one who made me feel sad. You're the cause of my feelings. Excuse me. The wisdom to know the difference is, is such a key thing. No, the only thing that causes me to feel, the only thing that can cause me to think is what's going on inside of me, what I do with my mind. And nobody can make something happen in my mind. Certainly others can resonate what's in my mind, but nobody can make it happen there. And I'm always those if I choose to develop the skills. So and Jeannie tells me we've got a hand up. Oh, Terry's back. Hey there, sir. Oh, awesome. Hey. Hey. We're down to about, I don't know, five or six minutes, so give us some thoughts. Uh, well, my thought, I, here's the thought I have. that it, it's, I, I'm loving connecting with the uh, Recovery Wednesday concept and the idea what's uh, coming out of that and how, um, you know, part of my... Uh, Part of my goal, so goal over the, one of my goals over the the years is to be able to uh, segue and merge uh, these two dynamics in a way that uh, people can utilize the tools and understand that they complement each other. That it's not an either or, or you know, or one's not better than the other. It's like the the, the truth that's there is there. So thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, and, and Terry, my, my input on that point, too, would be that I, I was really pleasantly surprised back when we did the uh, the week of shows on uh, on recovery uh, that the root of the AA program is was first century Christianity through the Oxford group, which had to go back to the original concept of forgiveness. And sadly, I see many of the people that I've seen in recovery when they're talking about, you know, doing their their uh, forgiveness work are talking about, well, I just have to let somebody off the hook. And I think the piece of technology that that is added is that uh, wake-up sheet that allows us to drop to the next level of the mind with actual forgiveness rather than the culture's concept of letting others off the hook. And to me, that's the, uh, the one of the big pieces of technology, biggest piece of technologies that this work has to add to the 12-step program and that uh, I think is at least everywhere that I've looked. You know, I started to work with the AA groups way back when I was in Atlanta over 30 years ago. And uh, I've never met anybody who knew that forgiveness was about how I go inside myself and remove what doesn't belong. And uh, that to me, that worksheet process becomes such an urgent and uh, huge piece in the puzzle to drop into. What's creating the chemistry that creates the feelings? What do I need to remove in order to be free of it? It's such a huge piece of the puzzle. Yep. So, Dr. Tim, any other thoughts for you as we're winding down? We're down the last minute or two. I'm just enjoying it, feeling complete, and uh, and just glad to have this team around me and and giving best wishes to everybody there at the intensive. Ditto, 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 and thank you for those wishes. We are uh, we're blessed by the group that we've got, and things are just rocking. Uh, and we're down to the last minute or so, so I'm just going to say thank you to everybody for your input and participation. Uh, if you are ready to take your work to the next level, we do have a 16-day uh, laws of living that we'll be starting. And, and Terry, I understand that uh, you and Susan are talking about uh, doing laws of living uh, in Asheville, and that I think would be absolutely awesome. And uh, for anybody who's ready to go to the next level and wants to participate in the intensive, we're doing all this awesome fresh and raw food and uh, really digging in and and doing the work as a community, there are a couple spaces open yet. It'll start on the 18th of February. If you want to find out more about that, you can go to the website or you can give Jeannie or I a call. And we'd be delighted to have you participate. We hold the space. 
that everybody's being empowered to create the best year yet of their eternal lives. That's what we're here to support. Have a blessed day. Take care for that. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife, Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.yagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.